10 minutes. Okay, I better make it fast. All right, well, a, a little bit about me. Um, I had an unusual path, I think, to become a congresswoman. It wasn't something I thought about. It wasn't a goal of mine. Uh, I was married to a bad guy, um, the first marriage, and about oh, over 20, probably 28 years ago, I finally left him. He was abusive. He often threatened to kill me. Uh, he often threatened to steal our little daughter. Uh, and I knew he was capable of it. I wouldn't see her again. And so, with the grace of God, I got out of that um, and married a great new husband. I've been married to him for 25 years. We have two other kids, so we have a total of three kids. Um, but then I started getting involved in my kids' schools. And that's how it kind of started. And then I got involved in the, the city that I lived in, in Arizona at the time, Glendale, Arizona, all volunteer. Then I called up the Republican Party because I didn't know who the people were on the ballot. And I was like, who are these people on the ballot? Do you guys have meetings? And so sure enough, every month, the Republican Party has meetings in your district. They have them in your district. Uh, if there's any Democrats out there, the Democrats have them too. Um, and that's where you get to know your elected officials. Well, before you know it, I got elected in all these volunteer positions within the Republican Party at the district level, at the county level, at the state level. And then there was an opening in the Arizona House of Representatives. And I said to him, people encouraged me to run, and I said to my husband, should I do it? And he said, why not? You volunteer all the time anyway. So that's what, that, you know, my political career started there. And so in 2008, I ran, I won, I served six years in the Arizona House of Representatives. I became the majority whip, a leadership position, and I became the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, which is taxes. Uh, then I moved over to the Senate, served there for three years, uh, was the finance chairman, which deals with taxes and public pensions, then the Senate appropriations chairman, uh, Senate president pro tem, and then I was ready to run for Senate president, the second woman uh, from Arizona to ever run for Senate president and ever win. I thought I had the votes. This was December of 2017, and then my congressman, Trent Franks, who is a great supporter of all your issues, unexpectedly resigned. And so people again encouraged me to run. And I, well, I had a for sure thing kind of over here and a not for sure thing over here, but I decided ultimately to do it because I would regret it the rest of my life if I didn't. And so I ran, I beat 11 guys in the Republican primary. I beat the very liberal Democrat uh, who portrayed herself as a centrist. And then I uh, um, beat another Republican and then a, uh, the same Democrat in four elections last year, and here I am today. Now, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's been a journey, and God's been good. I think God wants me here. Um, I am assigned to three committees. So Kevin McCarthy, who's the top Republican, asked me to serve on the Rules Committee. The Rules Committee is a leadership committee. There's only four Republicans, nine Democrats. So we're always outvoted um, because you know the Democrats are in charge in the US House of Representatives. And so, uh, but I hear every single bill that comes out of every other committee goes through the Rules Committee first before it goes to the floor for a vote. So that means I know every single bill and every amendment. 
Uh, and so that's an advantage. It takes a lot of time, however. Um, the other committee that I was asked to be on is Judiciary Committee. And so that's a committee where VAWA went through, Equality Act went through, and then the next step after Judiciary was rules. So then I heard it again. And in Rules Committee, one of my duties is to go on the floor of the House of Representatives and debate the bill. So I was opposing VAWA, Violence Against Women Act, and I was opposing the Equality Act. And uh, boy, wasn't that fun. I got arrows thrown at me. But it's what I believe in and what we need to stand up for. So the Violence Against Women Act, I thought I had a good story because I myself was a survivor of domestic violence. And I said, I work and I volunteer at shelters for domestic violence. I'm an advisory council uh, for shelters of domestic violence, but I am opposing this bill because I believe it takes away the rights of women. And the way it takes away the rights of women is just what you are kind of talking about here with the ERA. And that is that federal law would require domestic violence shelters to take in guys who identify as women and put them in the woman's shelter. Now, some shelters are, are set up with separate facilities, right? Separate rooms. Some are not. So you're going to have a guy sleeping right next to a woman who may have been sexually abused. So I tried to do an amendment, because I knew they had the votes. You know, Democrats had the votes. It's, it passed. It passed out of the House of Representatives. But I tried an amendment. I said, hey, how about for the safety of the person that's in the shelter, I didn't say woman or man, I just said the safety of the person in the shelter, if their safety or privacy is at risk, then you, there's an exception. Nope, they wouldn't go along with that. So <clears throat> again, also on the Equality Act, that sounds really great, right? The Democrats portrayed it as equal rights for women. This is so great for women. And I had an amendment that I, that I said, we should recall this, the name of this bill, the Forfeiting Women's Rights Act. Because it would, under penalty of federal law, again, force every organization, every business that does business with anybody, to take in biological males that identify as women and put them in women's spaces. That includes churches. That includes schools. That includes every business. So for instance, my son is 21. This is a movement. If you haven't watched the videos online about this, this is scary stuff. My 21-year-old son is like buying into this stuff. So he doesn't call you know, people he sees like by he or she. He calls them by their name because they might be offended, right? They might be offended. And this is what is happening. You don't have to have a doctor's notice, a psychological notice saying that, oh, you've changed from um, a guy to a woman. You don't have to have your body parts changed. You don't have, you could change every minute. So you today for one minute could say, I'm a guy. And the next minute you could say, I'm a girl. And 
you could go into either spaces. I mean, this is kind of the craziness that's going on. And so I said in both Rules Committee and on the floor of the House of Representatives in Rules Committee, I said this would allow a biological male who identifies as a woman to be in a woman's shelter or to be in women's sports or to be in a woman's bathroom or to be sleeping next to a woman in a domestic violence shelter. And the Democrat chairman of the Rules Committee, Jim McGovern, said, I am offended. He, he interrupted me. I am offended. It is not a biological male. It is a transgender woman. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Chairman, with all due respect, if it still has male body parts, it's a guy. All right? And so then on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives, I said the same thing. My Democratic counterpart, which was a woman, Mary Gay Scanlon, uh, she said, this is so offensive, it shows your total disdain that you are using the term biological male, it's transgender women, and I again said, you know, that they are denying reality, and it is not offensive, I am just purely stating fact. I am not, um, uh, I don't have any bad feelings for people if, they, if they're one who identifies a different sex, I'm not discriminating against them, but I am not going to allow women to be discriminated against. And so this Equality Act, this Equality Act takes away women's rights. We have fought for women's rights. We've seen now how we have these sports teams where guys are competing in women's sports. This is not fair to women. I do just do not understand how my Democratic colleagues who have fought for women's rights and say they're for women's rights even believe this stuff is for women's rights. It's the total opposite. Well, so I speak out about this not only to groups like you that agree with me, but I speak out about this to other groups. So I get invited to business groups, chamber of commerce groups, um, mining groups, you know, and so I talk about their issues, but then normally I always add this in, and I say, you know what, this is something you normally do not hear about. It's something you don't think about. But let me tell you about this and how it would affect each one of your businesses. You would get sued. You would get sued if you called somebody a she and they identified as a he. You would get sued if you didn't provide a bathroom for somebody, you know, and let them go in the girl's bathroom. You would get sued. So we need, all of you, need to start speaking out about this, not only to your inside group that all believes the same thing. You need to start pushing the envelope. It's uncomfortable. You're going to get ridiculed. But you have to do it because the future of our nation is at stake. Elections have consequences. The House of Representatives has a majority of Democrats. That means they have the speaker. That means they have the chairmanships of all the committees. That means the chairman of the committees determine what bills go through and are heard, what bills don't. That's why you have all these liberal bills getting out of the House of Representatives. They're all passed. They're stopped at the Senate. And why are they stopped at the Senate? Because it's a Republican majority. Okay, Republicans, by and far, not every single one of them, but by and far, agree with our values. So I don't care if you don't even like a Republican that's running. Let's say you don't even like them. You don't like how they talk, you, whatever. 
It's about the numbers, okay? You have a choice. Somebody that shares your values, somebody that doesn't. Republican versus Democrat. And I know this is bipartisan, but I'm just telling you the facts. You have numbers, you have a majority in the Senate that turns Democrat, that bill's gonna pass out of the Senate. This Equality Act, the VAWA, will not only pass out of the House, it will pass out of the Senate. Then if the presidency changed to a Democrat, the whole thing becomes law and our whole country changes. This is how important elections are. This is why you have to get involved with campaigns. You have to go out, in my opinion, and help people on their campaigns. That means getting signatures for them to get on the ballot, going door to door and promoting them, giving them money. I mean, my goodness, the liberals are raising so much money, they outraised me two to one. My Democrat opponent got $4 million last year to mine $2 million. It was a heck of a battle. This is what's happening all over the nation. We have to fight back. You have to fight back for the sake of our nation. Uh, otherwise, we're going to go down the tubes. So. You got me energized this morning. <laughs> I tell you what. But I got to go. I got to go work. Um, and so I love the job. I hate being away from my family, uh, you know, but I absolutely love the job. And I really thank you for what you're doing. I hope you take some of my passion. I'm a fighter. Uh, we need fighters. We need fighters. We are in a battle. This is not some fun games. This is a battle for the future of our nation, for the future of the values that have that hold us together. And I'm not gonna let it go down the tubes on my watch. So thank you so much. <laughs>